Welcome to Mind Shock. This is Bruce McGuire. It is a dark and stormy Halloween night. Thank you for joining us for the Halloween episode of 2018. This is a pretty interesting episode on the true nature of the paranormal and the supernatural. From monsters to ghosts and demons and anything and everything in between. I will be delving into alternate theories explaining it all. If you like the podcast, make sure you are subscribed and hit the bell notification to, f- to see when new podcasts are released. You can also donate to our PayPal. Just check the link in the description And, of course, check out our social media sites as well. Halloween actually has its roots in Samheim, the festival, the Celtic festival. There's an interesting conspiracy theory about Halloween and the ancestral spirits that were once looked to with respect and for guidance. And that was all usurped, supposedly by modern Christians who attributed evil characteristics to these spirits and started the modern tradition of Halloween where these spirits are evil or scary and they need to be hid from. The conspiracy theory is as such if all of these spirits are actually benevolent and have some kind of roots in a, with our ancestors and it could actually help us then turning away from them pretending they are all evil and bad would get us farther from the truth of the true nature of reality and our existence here on earth this podcast isn't specifically about that but it is about the true nature of the paranormal one of the most interesting UFO researchers and paranormal researchers was Mr. John Keel. I cover him extensively in my Mothman series. If you haven't checked that out, you can check that out. It's an ongoing series in depth on the Mothman, not just of Point Pleasant, but that has been spotted all over the world throughout history. John Keel's theories center around folklore and they intersect all aspects of the paranormal, including the men in black, which there are stories. They would just drive by a house, walk up and ask for water. I mean, this is an old, old fairy tale trick that certain spirits, not necessarily malevolent, but mischievous trickster type spirits Is that what aliens, ghosts, and monsters of all kind are rooted in? Simply mysterious spirits that are interdimensional, that choose paranormal entities to manifest as from the mind of the witnesses that encounter them. For example, in a lot of alien encounters or UFO crashes, the writing, the symbols, on the UFO or artifacts from the UFO resemble ancient Greek or Chinese? Are these simply these folk type spirits reaching into the mind 
of the witnesses and choosing from those mental fragments what to manifest. In a lot of these alien abduction stories, they have strange Greek names. Even the planets, not just the aliens. So what is really going on? John Keel believed you should study the witness just as much, if not more so, than the paranormal event that occurs. It is a view not usually held by most researchers who want to deal only in the facts and evidence and physical evidence at the scene of the encounter, which is all very important as well. But if the root cause of all of these paranormal or supernatural phenomena is an interdimensional entity or spirits that have always inhabited the Earth, the question is mostly of motive. If this theory is true, as not only John Keel but other paranormal researchers have also speculated upon, when I first read of this theory, I was actually quite skeptical because it sounded a little ridiculous. But once you connect the dots throughout history, throughout all of folklore, and you see these repeating patterns, it is impossible, absolutely impossible to not at least consider the possibility that there is more than meets the eye in all of these encounters. Now, of course, that doesn't mean that there aren't also cryptids or flesh and blood creatures like Bigfoot that exist. I actually go over quite a few cases of physical evidence regarding Bigfoot, including government admittance and special forces encounters. So you can check out the Bigfoot podcast series if you're interested in that. So that doesn't mean that there aren't also flesh and blood creatures that have nothing to do with the paranormal. They are simply undiscovered species. But that's not what this podcast is about. If you look at the parallels between even aliens and angels, demons, all of these, it, it, it would stand to reason that these trickster spirits, some of them could be malevolent, and some of them could actually be good and offer wisdom and guidance and good fortune. There would be a large assortment of these entities. But the bottom line is this, if they exist on overlapping or parallel planes or dimensions to our own, and they are simply bored, would they mess with humans out of simple boredom? We don't know. But it's just something to consider. What do humans do when they're bored? Do they mess with other animals? Sometimes, do we take insects, kill them, or just abduct them? Put them in a jar. You know, how many kids catch fireflies in the summer? They put them in the, they take them away, put them in a jar. Why do they do that? I mean, the root cause, obviously they're trying to have fun, but it's, it's pretty much boredom. If they were preoccupied with something else much more interesting, it wouldn't even occur to them to do that. Or even scientists who uh, track, they put chips in wolves and other animals, dolphins, whales, and they track their activities. Could be for the purpose of research, but again, if you have something so much better going on, you don't need to get a job as a researcher. The root cause could be boredom. Several philosophers have actually argued that 
all pro all human progress is simply the result of boredom. Very interesting. Would other forms of intelligence or life operate similarly? Even if they're a lot more advanced, maybe 90% of them, maybe even 99% of these parallel dimension entities have something better to do. But 1% of them don't. And they mess with humans. <laughs> or of course, if we take an even larger step back, if all of human existence is simply an experiment on Earth, some of the researchers could be bored. They poke and prod. They try to stimulate. They see reactions. But it is very interesting how a lot of paranormal encounters, if you think, if you believe in aliens and demons and you don't even know about the concept of aliens from other planets, what are you going to interpret a paranormal experience of a visitation? You'd call it an angel or a demon, probably. However, if you're in more modern times, or a god perhaps, if you're in modern times and you believe in aliens, or you've seen alien TV shows, or even if you haven't, you understand the concept of extraterrestrial life, and you go through some kind of a paranormal experience of a visitation, encounter, or abduction, your mind would associate that with extraterrestrial life. But what if the root cause of this experience is some kind of an interdimensional entity that is simply using information in your own brain to manifest? And that is very interesting indeed, isn't it? Alternate theories also speculate that there are microscopic bacteria or parasites that can infect the brain and cause these things. Now, here's the bridge to the paranormal. Obviously, if it's some kind of a brain parasite and you're having hallucinations, that no physical evidence should be left, whether it's a ghost, an alien, a demon, or some kind of a monster creature. But what if evidence is left? Now what? So we are bridging the gap into the realms of metaphysics. Quantum physics. Where your thoughts control reality itself. Now, any honest researcher of any subject will follow the evidence wherever it leads. Will examine theories based on their own merit and not discredit them on grounds of incredulity. And here on Mindshock, we go deep, examining every aspect of every theory for validity. Does this theory have validity? John Keel studied the paranormal his for the majority of his life, and these are things that he came to conclude. I'm not sure whether he believed them with 100% certainty, but he definitely entertained their viability. And I am doing so as well. I believe it is entirely possible, perhaps even plausible, that at least some of the supernatural or paranormal phenomena is caused by entities 
using information in the witnesses' minds for their own purposes, known only to them, but it could be as simple as these tricksters, or tricksters in disguise, and the themes of the trickster, the devil, whatever, this trickster god, Loki, in every culture, every civilization, has a take on the entity of a trickster. Why is the question. There must have been something to lead to the formation of this trickster belief. Does that mean the trickster is actually evil? Or were these conflated ideas that just overlapped and found their way into modern interpretations? We don't know. But if these are simply bored entities messing with us, and we know that, if we know that, is there anything to fear? What's interesting is in the, the vast majority of paranormal cases and encounters do not result in death. What does that tell us? Even encounters with gigantic beasts, they usually do not end in death unless it's important to actually examine the caveat there, which is, for example, missing 411 or children or adults who go missing every year since we don't know their fate. Of course, it's possible that a paranormal source or a paranormal entity could have caused their death, either directly or indirectly. But even if we look at ghosts, th there's just so many cases where they just want to terrify the so-called victim or the observer, or the witness. Why don't they want to kill it? Or do they want to kill people and they simply can't because there's a limit of how they can cross dimensions or transcend the veal? We don't know. But interesting to things to think about, nonetheless. Especially creepy on a stormy Halloween night. I've examined many paranormal phenomena on the Mind Shock podcast. But even time travel or interdimensional travel or gateways or hollow earth. I have a hollow earth podcast as well. If you haven't checked that out, check that out. I examine mythology and history and how it all converges on hollow earth. But if we look at interdimensional traveling either by accident or on purpose, either to the underworld or other mystical realms. Is this both a combination of there being ley lines or vortices where it is possible for any human being to travel between these dimensions? Or were these points artificially created by some of these entities just to cause mischief or engage in their trickster activities for their own amusement? Or darker still, we can delve into the theory that demonic entities or evil paranormal entities are kind of like spiritual parasites or spiritual vampires who engage in their activities simply to leech off the fear and negative energy or negative emotions they can bring out of their victims. So the goal wouldn't really be to kill the victim because if humans are simply parasites 
for these paranormal or supernatural entities. It would be in their best interest to keep them alive as long as possible, perhaps at a mental institution. How many institutionalized patients are actually not insane, but experiencing a real paranormal or supernatural phenomena? and react to it accordingly, like any sane person would. But it just looks completely insane to someone not experiencing this supernatural or paranormal activity. Those are all very mysterious questions that can be examined. There is a limit, however, since we are working with very finite information and some of these concepts are not mainstream at all, and there are very few researchers looking into it. I, for one, always believe in looking at every angle of every theory, because if you don't know what the truth is, how do you know what it isn't? And when you can rule out what it isn't, you can be left with what it is, or what it could be. Or at least the possibility of what it could be. So in our darkest theory, if these supernatural or paranormal entities are simply parasites of some kind, then they want the negative energy. So if you have a strong soul, and some spiritual researchers believe this, that people with strong, so-called strong souls are basically impervious to supernatural activity, they will not see ghosts, they will not see demons, they will not be haunted, because these entities know that certain people have too strong a spirit to manipulate, and others do not. Which bring us to even more questions on what causes one to have a so-called weakened soul. Is it simply existing on a lower vibrational state for most of your life? It is true that a lot of witnesses to the paranormal lead troubled lives. However, we must also acknowledge that some witnesses do not, and some witnesses have happy, normal lives as well. So it is not that simple of a question to rule out. Further still, I would be remiss not to mention ghouls. What is the source of the word ghoul? It is actually cool. K-H-U-L, cool. An Arabic root word. Al-cool which is also where the word alcohol is derived from. What is alcohol? Everyone is probably familiar with alcohol being called spirits. Why is alcohol called spirits? Very interesting. Is it because it weakens your soul or your spirit? or your physical state in some way that allows you to be manipulated by spirits. Many religious teachings advocate not drinking alcohol ever. Why is that? If your body is mostly water and you ingest alcohol, it actually changes your physical state. It displaces water, which is needed for survival. Obviously now, in the era of modern science, it is known that alcohol kills brain cells, damages the liver, puts a strain on all of your systems in your body. It is not healthy to drink alcohol. 
Similar to smoking cigarettes, obviously smoking a tiny little bit. One cig a week, one cig a month, not gonna kill you. Probably not gonna kill you, same thing with alcohol. So-called moderation will not bring about devastating results. However, does it weaken the soul? It would be very interesting to see how many people who do not drink alcohol, who live very healthy lifestyles, how many of them encounter demons, aliens, or some of these other entities? I don't know. I am simply speculating and theorizing based on available information we have. We also know that alcoholics are terribly violent. Almost, sometimes they can be described as they're being possessed by some kind of demonic entity. A lot of times parents kill their own children in an alcoholic stupor. It happens. People kill people when they're drunk. People get violently mad. They go into a rage when they're drunk or they can't control their drinking. They get addicted to the alcohol. Why is that? Is it simply a physical addiction? Or are these spirits that are used to inhabiting this body simply calling for more and they need that alcohol to possess their hosts? Not just alcohol, but certain other types of drugs as well. Does that all weaken the physical state which allows other entities to manipulate your soul. Very, very creepy things to think about, especially on Halloween. But one more point with the alcohol. If the alcohol thins that barrier of protection to your soul from possession, what other things can do that? Some people believe astral projection or even meditation opens these gateways for these other entities to either possess or influence you in some way. And of course, logic states that those entities could be benevolent or malevolent. So we really don't know some of these spiritual encounters, could they be with good entities and not bad entities? Or are all of these entities manipulative? Some strict Christian doctrines believe that all of this new age occult teaching is the, the work of the devil and that it's all evil and it's all straying from God. I'm not sure if that's true since we don't know the real truth if the Christian religion or some of these other strict religious doctrines, if they were created in conspiracy to deceive the common man from the real truth, then of course they would say that, would they not? However, if it is the real truth, and there were some true Gnostics, and Jesus Christ was one, or some of these other so-called prophets, or enlightened teachers, maybe it is the truth. Maybe all you need is yourself, and any kind of tampering with other entities will not end well. We don't know, we just don't know. But it is advised, if you astral project, if you meditate, if you drink alcohol, or allow yourself to change your physical state by drugs or other means, it must be done with extreme caution. That much is agreed upon by all. So on a final note, in this Halloween episode, question everything. 
living in a dogmatic state where you believe anything with 100% certainty opens the door for a lot of error. So what are these ghosts, demons, monsters? Are they parasites? Are they interdimensional beings manipulating your own mind, using the information in your own mind? It cannot be denied that cultural trends exist within the paranormal. There are also similarities across cultures. Very similar themes, very similar monsters, whether we're talking vampires, whether we're talking ghosts, spirits of the undead. Are they really the undead? I've discussed this on the Ghost Podcast. Some paranormal researchers theorize that all ghosts are simply demonic entities playing on the memories in your own mind. Or using information that exists in the Akashic Record or the Cosmic Consciousness or the Record of the Universe, whatever you want to call it. Every action, every event is recorded in every location on this plane of existence and possibly all planes of existence. Do these demonic entities have access to that information? And if so, could they artificially take the form of a previous human that did exist, wearing the clothes that they existed in that time period, just to mess with an observer's mind without being that entity itself? So theoretically, they could also possess knowledge that that previous human being could have known to prove they were a ghost. For example, people that witness ghosts often speak of either words they say or actions they have done or what they're wearing that only the original human could have known. But if these demonic entities have access to this information, they could replicate that. Because witnesses also report that it was kind of like their relative or this person they have known, but something was off about them, either in their eyes or there was some giveaway that made them think it was not really the person. Now, this isn't in all cases, and of course, many witnesses just see the ghost from a distance, so they would have no opportunity to examine this in this great depth. (coughs) But in the cases where they do, they do report that there's something off off is that their own intuition telling them that this is really not the ghost of that person but something else entirely something else feeding off their fear or negative energy in some new age occult circles these entities are called archons and they influence the human mind to act negatively to experience negative emotions to live in a state of fear and negativity And the conspiracy theorists point to the entire world and the media system and the news system and all these institutions as being party to this Archon conspiracy. I'm not sure I would go that far, but once again, if we don't know what the truth is, how do we know what it isn't? We can't rule anything out and everything must be examined. But on the Archon point, that would mean that all of these so-called evil people We can mention the Illuminati, we can mention whatever cabals, Freemasons, whatever other organizations. Are they simply being influenced by Archons into believing they're doing good while they're committing evil? That is a possibility. We don't know. But even trick or treat, trick or treat, what is the trick part of trick or treat trying to tell us? Is that phrase a remnant of the trickster mythology of these entities, of these folk spirits, 
Are they just interdimensional entities tricking people? Sucking the energy from humans? Fear, negativity, or is it all just plain fun? Either way, stay safe out there this Halloween and have a good Samheim. This is Bruce McGuire, signing off.